0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Welcome back to Heritage Radio Network on Tour for our third and final day of coverage at Charleston Wine and Food Festival. It is HRN's fifth year in a row. I'm Hannah Forden, and we're really excited to kick off our first interview of the day. Before we start, we want to thank Ben's friends for making our coverage today possible. This whole afternoon, we're going to be focusing our conversations on building sustainable lifestyle and finding balance in the hospitality industry. And of course, big, huge thanks to Charleston Wine and Food for having us down here for the fifth year. It is just the best time ever. Um, I'm joined by co-host Kat Johnson. Hello, Hannah. And the wonderful Sherry Bayer, host of All in the Industry.
2: Hi. It's excited to be here.
1: Yes. And our very special guest is Steve Palmer. Hello. One of the founders of Ben's Friends and also of the all-wonderful restaurant group Indigo Road here in Charleston.
3: Thank you.
4: And Atlanta. And, and Nashville. And Nashville. Yeah.
3: And Charlotte World and Raleigh. World domination. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs>
4: what's next? What's next?
3: Um, you know, boutique hotels.
4: Ooh. That's what's
3: next. We're um, doing a project in Asheville, taking a 100-year-old building. Uh, it was a, It's actually a flat iron building. Wow. Just like the one in New York was built in the 1920s. So we're going to be restoring that to a 70-room hotel called the Flatiron. We're... It, it's that seems the most obvious and uh, and doing an Italian restaurant rooftop bar and a speakeasy in the basement. It so. seems
1: like Asheville is where it's at.
3: Asheville is pretty cool. It's um right in the foothills of the Blue Ridge. The summertime is pretty special when it's a million degrees here in Charleston. We like to go up to Asheville. we do a we do actually a leadership retreat every summer called summer camp and we go to Asheville we whitewater raft, we zip line we have campfires and tell stories is pretty fun
4: can hr income
3: yes it will i would actually that would be brilliant let's, let's do you it could broadcast live from indigo road summer camp
4: it's yes. a deal we're in we're in <laughs> we're pretty much down for anything summer camp really yeah
3: i love that right
4: <laughs> we'll bring the Shaxbury crew that has a cider camp uh um, perfect and it really becomes a tennis camp uh is what it really is it's an excuse for them to get together and play tennis <laughs>
3: I think it's an excuse for us to get together and drink. So I'm not sure it's as productive <laughs> as tennis, but it's uh, summer camp nonetheless. Yeah, it's a, team bonding, one it's way or another. The there's a lot of late night karaoke, um, and and I at my office, our accounting team gave me the portable karaoke mic that you can run your iPod through because I. I'm so invested in late-night karaoke at summer camp. Okay, I have a really
1: important question for you, which is, what is your go-to karaoke song?
3: Uh, Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. I'm a kid of the 80s. I mean, you know, (laughs) that, Don't Stop Believin', Journey, you know, those kind of rock anthems when we were in high school. Classic. Yeah. Totally.
2: I'm, I'm with you. And just so you know, I went to sleepaway camp in Hendersonville, which is outside oh, yeah. of Asheville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready to come back.
3: Okay. I think it's a date. I'll get you. It's like third week of July. I mean, we print sure. t-shirts. We, we usually do a dinner at um, Katie Button's place. Then we do a dinner at John Fleer, Rhubarb. We do. So it's it's a fun couple of days.
4: That uh, sounds awesome.
3: Yep. Indigo Road summer camp coming soon. To a heritage radio network near you. <laughs>
4: yes. So we had Mickey Baxed on yesterday. You're a co-founder of Ben's Friends. Um, you know, We've been lucky to have you on. This is the fourth year now I know. in a row. I've been lucky. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mickey has never been on before.
3: Right.
4: What a joy to spit, sit down with him. A true delight.
3: He is an icon and a legend. Everybody knows Mickey. You cannot take Mickey to any major city with any major restaurant tour and they're like, of course, there's Mickey. Everybody he's like the godfather of hospitality.
4: So, he was telling us a little bit, you know, we we've heard the Ben's friend sort of origin story, how you and Mickey started the organization, but what was interesting that he was talking about yesterday was sort of okay, so it's been 3 years and you're now like you said earlier, you have more people who want to start chapters in cities across the country than you're you had like the capacity to necessarily like do them all at once. So you have sort of a methodical way that you are setting up new chapters. Can you talk a bit about that? What that looks like when, for example, Savannah's launching today.
3: Savannah is launching, Mickey's there today. Hi Mickey. Um, So, you know, listen, we are are three years old, which I feel like still makes us in our infant stages. Um, We're dealing in addiction. So we're dealing in mental health and trying to get people healthy who are unhealthy. Um, so it is an imperfect science, to be sure. Um, you know, and, and what we know is that, that the sense of community that people that attend Ben's Friends meetings, I just left the Ben's Friends meeting this morning, um, is a, is a, feels safe and feels uh, there's commonality. They know this is their tribe. So at our best, when we're launching these meetings in the new cities, it feels that way when you walk in. So our vetting process is we bring people to Charleston. Um, Usually what happens is an article will get written, and we get 50 emails. And then we follow up within 24 hours. This is what we need. And of the 54, we'll respond back. It's just the nature of things. And so then we fly them to Charleston. Um, Mickey usually puts them up in his hotel. And uh, they attend a Ben's Friends meeting. And then either Mickey or I or both will go to the city and help launch help launch the, the first meeting.
4: And then after that point, I mean it you kind of then hands off a bit, right? You want to make sure that, that, that whoever is starting that chapter is really going to be self sufficient in many ways.
3: Yeah, we, we support we have a national PR firm that supports us. We have dollars that we spend on digital, you know, boosted Facebook posts in those geo targeted in those areas. But we also we also don't think that it should be cookie cutter so the meeting in portland just by the fact that it's portland probably feels different than the meeting in columbus ohio um so it really is a lot of trust in the chairs um and then we really you know we have a box that we'd like to stay in but we're not we're not micromanaging it we're not we really want it to be a reflection of the community that it's in and the community that it serves
4: um, so Sherry, I wanted to just ask you really quick. You you recently did your first host summit yes. in New York, which was just was amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you really want to talk a little bit about what host summit was, just for some context?
2: Sure. So I created a new conference based on my All in the Industry show as inspiration, I would say, and host stands for Hospitality Operations Services and Technology, uh, encompassing uh, a lot of the elements of the hospitality industry and past guests who've been on my show who Touch and work in those different elements, and um, I put together a full day conference uh, with a variety of panels. Uh, all of the speakers had been guests on my show previously, and um, it was it was exciting. It was it was a really fabulous day. We did it at the William Vale in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, and we had an. Um, it was a full day of programming. We did a curated lunch session at Luca, where people could sit down with some of the speakers and and talk about specific topics. Um, and we had amazing food and beverage partners, and um, it was really exciting. And I'm hoping to do it again, so because the feedback has been has been really great. And thank you guys for supporting host. And we're planning to, uh, we will be using the audio on Heritage Radio, and we also have some video content. So we're going to be sharing it more with people who weren't able to attend.
1: That's wonderful. It was such an impressive event. And one thing that, you know, was particularly impactful, I found, and, like, part of the reason why we wanted to include you in this conversation today, is, like, you kind of came out and were like, hey, like, I'm a PR powerhouse, and I don't drink, and that's such a huge part of the culture, I think, almost like more so in that sort of like wine and dine setting that you have to exist in, in the PR world. Um, so I would just like love to hear how that sort of impacted the way that you do business, the way that you interact with your clients and help keep building those relationships because you don't need to drink to connect with people.
2: Thank you. I don't think I called myself a powerhouse. I I'll, I I'll <laughs> take it, I'll take it. Um, very sweet of you to say. Yeah, so I gave the keynote at the conference, which I've never done a keynote before, but our overall theme of the conference was being all in and what that means. And so that was the focus of of my, my, my address to the audience. And I just felt, you know, looking back at my career, I have always, I have been all in in everything I've done, and I stopped drinking over 17 years ago and I was in the hospitality industry before that, and I've remained in it all these years, and I never I never thought about changing careers. Um, and I talked about how I still curate wine dinners, and I go to all of these food and wine festivals that have unlimited alcohol flowing around, and I'm always walking around with my bottle of water, and most people don't notice is what I've, I've found over the years. And you know, I'm starting to, I am talking about it now more and it's not, I never really talked about it that much, not because I wasn't proud of it or it wasn't um, something I didn't want, in a sense, I didn't want people to know, but at the same time, I, I, I just didn't make a big deal about it. Um, I think it's important to be in the conversation now and there's a lot of changes happening within the industry, which is great. And I, I also, I talked about how, even though I'm very comfortable being around alcohol, um, there's still all these awkward moments that happen where I will go to a an event and they're handing out cocktails for everyone to drink and you can't even find water. Um, or uh, being at a restaurant and a chef wants to, you know, bring, give you, give you a treat, you know, treat you to something special. So they come over with a glass of champagne or, or sparkling wine. And it's, it's awkward. And I, I mentioned this also in my speech that my favorite, or, or I find it just, it's kind of, I guess, has a little humor to it is I've worked with a lot of clients who, when I sit down for dinner and I, they tell them I I don't drink and their reaction is not even wine. Because they want to pour me some wine, they want—I mean, they're being cordial, but they, I'm like, yeah, wine counts too. So, um, awkward moments still exist, and I think it's important just to be talking about it.
1: Exactly, and and Mickey brought that up yesterday. That you know, when he first got sober, he was told that he has to get out of the hospitality industry. You can't. And in eat.
4: fact, he did for six months and was miserable. He said
1: exactly. So having like these specific support systems and like role models of like, Hey, I'm doing it. I'm killing it. (laughs) And I don't need to be part of that side of the culture.
2: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I, in PR, I represent mostly restaurants and bars and it, I've been in working for myself since 2003 and it hasn't limited me at all. And again, I just, I don't make a huge deal about it, but I am proud of it and I'm not going to have wine with my dinner just to make someone happy because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in it. Um, and it's okay. I can still be a part of it and represent people. And I don't, I'm totally, I don't want anyone not to drink because of me too. Like when I'm at dinner with someone, I never want anyone not to have a cocktail or, 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 or alcoholic beverage because I'm not drinking because that, that's not my purpose. Like it just you have to take care of yourself. And that's just what I'm doing.
3: I feel like that's the worst thing you can do to a sober person. I remember when I first got sober, people would, you know, that, that, well, is it going to bother you if I drink? I'm like, it's going to bother me if you don't drink, you know? And I've said this a lot too. I got sober 18 years ago and sobriety was unheard of in our business. And, and there, it was the early sobriety was lonely in that way for me because I wanted to still be a part of the community, and it wasn't that anybody was being malicious. They just didn't. They, they just didn't know what to say, and it was like this weird, like, "Well, should we drink? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Can we just not draw attention to me right now?" You know, yeah. all you really want to do is. It's still Steve, right? I mean, and I made a choice that I think is inherently the best choice I can make for myself. I still want to be a part of the hospitality family. And I say this all the time, like, if you're going to get drunk, get drunk. If I want to leave, I'll choose to leave. But don't act, that's like, I, I always laugh when people are, well, should we not drink around you? Oh, my God. Like, I'm not fragile. It's okay, you know. Yeah,
0: it's funny. Exactly. It's, I
3: haven't heard many people talk about that, though, uh, the way that you just did, because that's ex- was exactly my experience. I still want to be a part of the community. Uh, and I love that now... people don't even blink anymore and it's like oh here's our spirit-free drink list and it's it's such a different time than it was when we first got sober
2: yeah there are so many more clever names on menus too there's your zero proof or you know it's i mean soft
3: cocktails i saw that the other night (laughs) yeah
2: and they're and they are getting i think there's more thought being put into them much more um, for sure yeah was is this kind of a
4: conversation part of what's happening in ben's friends of like. I think that you, you make a decision for yourself, you know, you're know, you taking care of yourself, but you can't exist in a bubble. You do have to kind of figure out how to continue your relationships with people. Is that, is that part of what kind of the tools that you're Ab- hoping a- to equip people with?
3: Absolutely. The topic today was how do you deal with the end of the night? And so, yeah, no, we're always talking about what does life look like when it is the end of the night and everybody's, not everybody, it's changing. Some people are hard charging out to the bars and you're sort of like, well, I guess I'll go home now. So yeah, we talk a lot about um, how to cope with you know life skills, how to cope now that you're living a different life. And uh, a lot of it is about being connected to other people that are making the same choices. I mean, it really is about doing sobriety alone in any industry is such a mistake, any mental health, you know, and I think that's part of the shame that has existed in the past about mental health, but especially in our business, because we're so, we're like the subculture within the subculture, you know, we there's so much camaraderie in a restaurant, um, that, that, yeah, Ben Friends talks a lot about how to create that community within the restaurant industry and still feel a part of it.
4: Mm-hmm. And then I also, cause what we're going to do to the rest of the day today is like have a lot of different conversations that talk about just wellness and sustainability, building your own sustainable life. You know, there's been a lot of talk about, it's it's understand now that people are building careers in hospitality, they're not just bartending while they're waiting for the next thing. Um, so it's really important to have more holistic sort of conversations around this topic. Um, can you talk a little bit more about sort of Indigo Road, other things you're doing in the restaurant group to build a culture? Um, that makes it easy for people to build a, a healthy life uh, doing this work?
3: Sure. So we've started a, um, a, a group meditation on Monday mornings, and it's uh, f- for the whole industry. It's not just Indigo Road. So it's here at Still Studio. Uh, so we do a mindfulness meditation every Monday morning to kind of set your intention for the week. Um, we also, one of the programs I'm most proud of is we started a home loan buying program. So we will give our employees the down payment on their home interest free for, they just have to pay it back in three years. So we make zero money on it. Um, you have to have been with us for two years. Like there's some, there's some parameters. Um, but over a dozen people have bought homes now. Um, and so I'm super proud of that. Uh, we also offer mental health counseling for free so you can go see any therapist of your choice. Um, and we pay for it. I don't even, even as a matter of confidentiality, I don't even know who's using it or not using it. It goes through HR. Um, and and we, we just launched a tuition match for uh, anyone that's going to go to hotel or restaurant management or culinary school up to $10,000 a year. So, I mean, you know, it, we, we all know we're so short-staffed in our industry, so I feel like anything we can do to retain our good people and create a life for them. Um, I I always have also said, you know, part of the reason we chose to grow, we're a big restaurant group. Sometimes those get criticized um, because growth can be a bad thing. But we, you know, we can provide a very sustainable living. We have lots of people making over six figures, which I'm really proud of um, because that was not the case when I was coming up in the restaurant industry. So, um, yeah, we're constantly... Focused on what can we do to make the employee experience better.
4: Um, a question for both of you: You both travel a lot. Sherry, you're doing a lot of festivals. You have clients in different cities. Steve, you have restaurants in different cities. You were on a, you've been on a book tour. Yeah. I I feel like I do one trip and I'm just like, Bert totally burnout. How do how do you both like? What are your tactics for running a business? And also doing a lot of travel and, and staying healthy yourself. And, like, conserving your energy. Yeah.
3: You know, a lot of it is just planning. Like, I bu- I've already booked my Soul Cycle class in Vegas for tomorrow when I get there. <laughs> so, a lot of, I have to, I mean, I eat, you follow me on social media. It's <laughs> one big explosion of food. Uh, I'm a big dude. I have to stay healthy. And so, a lot of it is just staying committed to that um because it is hard when you get out of a routine on the road. I mean, I'm I'm going to eat. I'm not going to not go to a restaurant tomorrow night when I'm in Las Vegas, right?
4: And you're probably going places where people want to feed you. Yeah,
3: yeah most <laughs> likely. And so then like it, it's impossible. I'll go I went into Tiny Lou's the other night. I'm trying to eat healthy. Nine courses later and have five desserts. Foie. I was like, yeah, have the foie <laughs> gras torchon, have the grape cake. I'm like, Oh God! Um, but it, it is—you it, have to be intentional about it for sure.
2: Yeah, my well, my favorite hashtag is "Have Laptop Will Travel," because what people may not realize is when I'm traveling in between all of those meals and activities, I'm usually on my computer in a coffee shop or in my hotel room doing work, and so I, I work on all my trips, um, and I. As far as keeping healthy, I mean I, I enjoy trying different foods of wherever I am and, and like here down in Charleston, I'm I'm eating a lot of oysters and fried chicken. Um, <laughs> however I'm I do a lot of yoga and I find I my my exercises of choice right now are, are yoga and running and two things you can pretty much do anywhere without any being, joining a gym. I mean, I was, I was doing yoga in my hotel room this morning and, um, and also walking a lot. I find when I travel, I try to walk. It's a great way to see cities and, and also just to walk off the meals. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I also, I watch how much I eat, eat of things. I mean, I like to try everything, but, um, portion control, I think is key and just, yeah, and just also just knowing when you're at your limit and knowing when to go home and sleeping in if you need to. Um, but I do like traveling a lot. So
4: Yeah, we, we had high ambitions last night of our team going to another after party, and we just made the decision for ourselves that as much as we would love to be there, we kind of hit a wall.
3: I went home last night. I did not go to Butcher & Bee. Yeah, we, no, we I, really wanted to. I was tired. To. I just couldn't do it.
4: And we still haven't been to Butcher & Bee, but I told Liza, I was like, we have to say something for next year. Yep. You know, we can't do, you can't do all of Charleston in one weekend. That's why we keep coming back.
1: Yeah, there's too much good stuff. And I'm curious, too, like, Steve, you're on the board of Charleston Wine & Food. Like, in this festival context, like, how is it that your team, you know, sets up the festival so that it it's – it's sustainable for all the chefs, all the vendors to come through, and you know it's a lot of work. You're sitting in the sun, serving hundreds and hundreds of bites. Like, what is it that you guys do to make sure it's it's going to be a good experience?
3: You know, we did we've done nineteen events this weekend, um, so it's we're it's it's heavy. Um, lots wow. of people will be sleeping all day tomorrow. Uh, some slept in today. You know, we try to just rotate and have each other's backs and. Um, no one person is doing all 19 events, right? I mean, they're doing two or three. Um, it's such a fun weekend for us. It's so, it, and really, it's seeing all of our friends come into town. It's like you know, we're, we're showing, hey, look at our look at our little city that we love. So, um, it's 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 a long weekend for sure.
4: But all the friend hugs get you through.
3: All the friend hugs are so good. They're so good.
4: <laughs> um. So I kind of last question for both of you are what projects are coming up for you next? You teased the Asheville project, but you can tell us more about that. And then Sherry, um, whatever trips you might have coming up and, and any teases you have for hosts next year too.
2: Well, a couple of my trips have been canceled recently <laughs> due yeah, to the happens. state, state of, um, the world. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing, I wear a lot of hats, so I'm, continuing all in the industry, which I do Wednesdays at four o'clock. And um, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm having on Nate Mel next, in the, in two weeks. He's from Felton Fat in Philadelphia and he makes uh, amazing ceramics and so uh, for, for restaurants, tabletop. Uh, and, and I'm excited. I'm excited I'm having a James Kent coming up soon from Crown Shy and I'm excited about my lineup. Um, PR-wise, I have a, a new restaurant opening soon down in the West Village. Um, That's going to be a tasting menu-only restaurant by a chef named Zad Arafe. He's uh, known from doing a lot of restaurants in New Jersey. So I have a lot going on PR-wise. Um, and then, yeah, trips, we'll see. I'm a little on hold right now, but I usually... You know, summer comes around and I don't have big summer plans because I'm usually traveling throughout the year. And I love going to food and wine festivals. I mean, I might go back to Aspen, uh, the classic. I've been there many times. It's one of my favorites. And um,
3: That's where we met. And that's where we met.
2: Exactly. You were on the restaurant trade panel. Yes. And then we sat down. We had a really nice interview. And we We talked about Ben's friends. And um, you've, I mean, since then, since June, you've... Progressed so much. You've
3: doubled, yeah. Really? Yeah, Ben's friends has doubled.
2: Um, but that was, yeah. I was so glad I got to meet you there, and I'm so glad to be back here and have this conversation. So, uh, it's really cool.
3: Um, so I will in June. My wife and I are going to to on a safari to South Africa. We're checking the bucket list. Who wow. This is this <laughs> is like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty great. Uh, it helps that Mickey has hotels in South Africa. Wink, oh. wink, wink, Good, um, kind of know. wink, wink, wink. Um, so we, so a lot of things. We have a, a, a waterfront restaurant here opening in the fall um, next year. We have a hotel in Asheville, Savannah, and Highlands, North Carolina. So we have Beautiful three spot. hotels opening next year. Uh, this year, we've other than the fall, we've had no openings. So it's been nice. Everybody, the team has been. You know, it's funny. They were all like, "We need, we need a break," and now everybody's getting antsy and like, "Okay, what?" I'm like, "Uh huh." I knew it. Uh, they always blame dad when they're tired, but it's okay. Um, you know, and and I, I think I think we'll be in 20 cities with Ben's friends by the end of the summer. Wow. I think if all the next, I think we're at 14. I think we've got six lined up, um, and you know, obviously, I think we're all a little concerned about the. Coronavirus and how that's going to infect thing affect things, you know. I know our local C V B is shifting to promoting to drive traffic since people are worried about airplanes. Um, so yeah, support 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 your local restaurants because, as was previously mentioned, it's kind of a rule of thumb that every restaurant is two bad months away from going out of business, and that is actually literally true so um you know we're just we're all sort of on edge but i'm i'm an optimist by nature so you know the show must go on and i believe that we'll we will get through this and my hope is it won't be as bad as some of the fear mongering that's going on online which is really disappointing Mm -hmm. um but we'll see take care of each other that is for sure for sure
1: thanks for mentioning that we've been talking thinking about that a lot like how we can support our community of you know restaurants and bars and you know independent sellers. So spend your dollars. Don't be scared to go outside. Restaurant kitchens are like legitimately the cleanest places I've. Ever I, I was I just liked.
3: that was mentioned, and I, I mean I like the amount of sanitizer in our restaurants right now. <laughs> we probably have more in Charleston than every home collect. I mean, so I mean, if we were already hyper vigilant, and you can imagine, like we're talking about it every day now wash your hand. we're washing our hands 12 13 14 15 times a shift so um, we're we're being super vigilant in the in the food service world because obviously if a restaurant if an employee in a restaurant contracted it that would be really rough for our industry so we're all working really hard to make sure that doesn't happen
1: well, this was just the best way to start our final day. At you Trump's guys are the best. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. I want the you best. to come to summer camp. Well, it's a date. <laughs> we're, we're
3: HRN at Indigo Road Summer Camp. You heard it here first.
1: Coming soon. Um, well, we've got four more hours of amazing coverage here from Charleston. Um, thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network on tour. I'm Hannah Forden here with Kat Johnson, Sherry Baer, and the wonderful Steve Palmer big thanks to Ben's friends for supporting our coverage today. Um, we're really excited to keep the conversation going about sustainability and wellness. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program is powered by Simplecast.